0: Gemarim Psachim and the Samechesh and says that Rav Yisef, the great Amira dat on the day of Shavuos, he used to say Avdi li Egla Tilsa. He would ask his family to prepare for him a special dish, special type of meat. A very uh, delectable choice of meat, Rashi says. It was the third calf of the mother's stomach. That's, for some reason, the greatest quality um, of calf that you can purchase. And he says, I want you to make that for me. That special dish I would love to have on Shavuos. Why? Eloi iloi de kagarim. Because if not for this great day, if not for the day of Shavuos, which caused such a revolution in my life, kam Ika, How many Yasefs would there be in the Shuk? Meaning, in the marketplace of society, of life, there are many Josephs, there are many Joes, there are many Yasefs. Why are they different than I? What makes me a special yasef? There are so many yasefs in the shuk. What makes me unique? What makes me singular? It's the fact that there's a day of shavuos. Shavuos is, in a sense, the most special day on the calendar for me because if not for this day, I would just be a regular joe. I would just be a regular guy on the street without any special nature to him. And that's why I am so appreciative of this day of Shavuos. And that's why I would like to be honored by this special meal of an Egla Just to give a little bit of a of an appreciation for what perhaps Rabbi Yosef meant. We know the Gemara tells us in Kiddushan, Barasi Yetzhara, Barasi Taira Tavlin. I created the Yitzhara. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one who designed the Yetzhara. Yetzhara is not a force independent of the Rav Yisraelim. The Yitzhahara is in fact a shliach of the Rabbi Nishleilam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, made and created and fashioned and formed and wired Yitzhahara into our being. And there's only one way to diffuse the power of Sahara. When a person has taivas, when a person has bad midas, when a person is drawn towards bad things... There's really only one force in the world that could really undo that Yitzhahara, and that's the Tyra. Were it not for Tyra, we would be completely captured and held hostage by the power of the Sahara. Recognizing this truth, Rav Yasef declared that Shavuos is the day that enables me not to be a Yasef b'shukah. What does it mean, b'shukah? I wouldn't be a regular person in the marketplace. Not just in the world. There are many Yasefs that not necessarily are in the marketplace. There are Yasefs all over. When he says b'shuk, he means, I believe, in the marketplace. If you go out to a mall which is probably the worst place that a person could be, or you go out to a street in the summer, or you go out and you see certain billboards, it's a very dangerous place to be, the shuk. And there are many yeses that just succumb to everything in the shuk. And by the way, the shuk today does not mean a place outside, it could be a place inside, as we know. We could be in our own rooms and we could have the shuk all in our palm. In the palm of our hands, we hold the entire shuk, every single shuk in the world is today in a, in a smart device. And the tibis are there, the tibis are very strong. The magnetic pull to the shuk attracts all Yeisivs. The only reason why I'm able to not succumb to the thing that all other Yaisifs succumb to is only because of one thing, Shavuos. Because of this day of Shavuos, I recognize that I am able to vanquish to a certain degree, or perhaps entirely, my Yitzhahara, something that would be impossible to even imagine, to even fathom, were it not for Tyra, Paira gives me the one ability to destroy and purge and delete the Sahara that lurks within. With, if not for that, then how many Yisif's are in the Shuk that are succumbing every single day to all the Saharas that we know exist in the world? The Ramam says... In Hilchas Biyah, all the way at the end of Hilchas Biyah, the Rambam says the following amazing thing. He gives us advice in the halachas pertaining to immoral relationships, illicit relationships. The Rambam is giving us personal advice here. The doctor. Is prescribing medication, the spiritual doctor, which the Rammam was. Everyone knows the Ram as a physical doctor, but Khal Yisrael knows that he wasn't a physical doctor, he was a spiritual doctor, and he comes to heal us, and he comes to tell us what we need to do if we want to kill the Eight Sahara, if we want to avoid Isurabiyah on any level, physical, mental, hear her, any type of taiva that we have, in terms of this parsha of Yisuri Biya, the Ramam says, I'll tell you what you have to do. You have to set aside time. Yifana A person should dedicate and focus his brain on divrei taira. Take a sefer. Think about taira. Expand your horizons in Chachma. Be makabul on yourself. New challenges in learning. Things that perhaps you never ventured in before. Open up such svarim. If you never were able to get into halacha, get into halacha. Musr, musar. Machshava, machshava. Mishnayis, Gemaras, Bavli, Yerushalmi. Find something that interests you. Expand your horizons. If perhaps you're stuck in a certain thing, then find something that makes you unstuck. You're already burned out of the lima that you're doing. Find something else. Find something new. Find something fresh. But don't give up. The Rambam says, if you're struggling with thoughts that are not appropriate for us. And many of us find ourselves in this matzah. We start thinking about things that are wrong, things that are usher, things that are in the street, perhaps normal, but for a bentairo, we're expected not to think about these things. But I can't stop myself. What am I supposed to do? So the Ramam is telling us a very simple etzah. The simple etzah is if you have such machshavas of isurei biya, any sort of machshavas of this kind, there's one etzah, barasi yetsahara, barasi le'tayra tavlin. The fact that we have a tyra, the tyra. If we fill our minds with tyra, then that will push out of our minds those fantasies. If a person's, that's the one etza that the Rambam could give us to try to stop the Hirhurim. A very, very critical Rambam, all the way tucked at the end of Yisraeli Biyah. The Rambam is telling us a life-altering piece of advice that if we find ourselves struggling with these thoughts, then an etza is, start learning Tira, open a safer. A rabbi in Eretz Yisrael used to say that when you go to sleep at night, you should go to sleep with a kasha in learning, you should fall asleep with a kasha in learning, and when you wake up in the morning, you should wake up with a tarot. And that sounds very simple, and it sounds beautiful, but it's really the only way that we could live in this day and age the only way that a a Yid that wants to really protect himself from these machshave zaris that don't belong in our mind, but we struggle with them, Torah is the answer. Shavuos is the answer. Shavuos is a day that we could start again being mekabal on ourselves. When we speak about, you should be mekabal to Torah Ba'ava, that's like a, a normal greeting that a person gives another on Shavuos. What does that mean, be makabel the Tyra? It means to be makabel on ourselves anew, to learn Tyra, even though we're learning Tyra the whole year, but learn Tyra with a new relationship with the Tyra, a relationship that will be able to fill our minds and fill our hearts and make us holy, so that we don't have the yese peshuka, we are not... We're not just the regular guy in the street that just gives in to every single taiva. It doesn't mean to say that we're going to be perfect people because we are learning taiva. It doesn't mean to say that if, we're, if we do have taivas, that means that we're not b'nei taiva, chas v'shalom, or it means that we're not learning taiva. We are. But you know, if we wouldn't be learning taiva at all, it would be a thousand times worse. And that's the greatness of shavuot. Shavuos is a personal appreciation. It's a day that we can appreciate what we would have been were it not for Tyra. We still have a long journey ahead to fight that Yetzirah. But boy, does that Tyra allow us to be as good as we are. And Baruch Hashem, we're very good relative to what we could be. I'm sure many of us have friends, perhaps, that were not to go to to Eretz or perhaps to go after Eretz Israel to a yeshiva, and if you keep in touch with them, I think you probably could attest better than I can about what the difference is between somebody that's learning Tyra and somebody that's not learning Tyra. Somebody that's in a miskeret of yeshiva and somebody that's not. It's, it's not just close, but not exactly. It's Shemaim it's apart. And as weak as we might be, and as feeble as we might be, but we're a lot stronger than we really understand that we are today. And it's all because of the yantiv of Shavuos. Otherwise, we would be just a Yasef Peshuka. We would be completely subservient to the marketplace of thoughts and visions and ideas that Baruch Hashem were, on the whole, protected from because we learned Torah. It's not just the sahara of Arayis that terror protects us from. It's so much more. One of the greatest of the Amiram, of course, is Reish Lakish. Him and Rav Yech and Reish Lakish have a very deep relationship. And throughout Shas you find countless machleks in between Rav Yech and Reish Lakish and so many stories about how close they were and how they were inseparable in life and in death. What was the origin of this relationship? Rish Lakish, if you didn't know, you heard it here first. Rish Lakish started out as a bandit. Rish Lakish was not a yeshiva bacher that went and he just, you know, went from one yeshiva to another. Rish Lakish was the, the head of the bandits. A bandit is somebody that is like an armed person who goes and stands on uh, on roads and attacks caravans and and loots and pillages and maybe does worse things, physically harms or threatens to harm people, that was the origin of the great Rish Lakish. And once upon a time, Rish Lakish wanted to go for a swim and he stood on the banks of a certain river. This is the Gemara, if you want to look it up, in Bava Mitzia, Pei and and he, uh, he saw in the river was swimming Rebbe in the Yardain. And Reish Lakish, when he saw Rebbe jumped into the river. He was very strong, Reish Lakish. And he did like a superhuman jump very far into the Yardain, all the way until he reached Rebbe and he noticed Rav Yechanan. Rav Yechanan was a very handsome man. The Gemara says that the Shufr of the Yechanan, the beauty of Rav Yechanan, was unsurpassed. So Rav Yechanan noticed Rish Lakish was so strong, and he says, what are you doing being a bandit? Chilach lairaisa, use that great strength that you have. Look how strong you are Physically. Use all of that strength. Channel the energy that you have, lairaisa, to tyra. What a waste of a life. What a waste of, of such vitality, such vigor. Use it for tyra. You could be the masmin adar, you could be the tzadeh. Do it for Hashem. Use all of that kayach that God gave you for the tyra. Raish Lakish had a different perspective on life at that point, and he says, yaif yach Okay, once you're, you know, once you're trying to, to change me, let me give you some advice. You're a great-looking guy. Look how handsome you are. Use that great beauty of yours to attract women. So Rabbi Yechanan says to Rish Lakish, if you think that I'm good-looking, you should see my sister. My sister is much more beautiful than I. And I tell you, that if you go and you do tshuva and you start being a ben Taira, I will make sure to arrange that you marry my sister. When Rishlakish heard that, he agreed on the spot and he was makabal on himself to be a ben and to dedicate his life to Taira, and he ended up, of course, marrying the sister of Rabbi Echanan. He became... Chavrusas of Rabi and a Talmud of Rabi and then Kalik of Rabi and they argue throughout Shas. The great Machleik's between Rabi Echen and Reish Lakish. And then the Gemara says that Reish Lakish wanted to again leap out of the Yardin, and he couldn't. Because once he was macabre on himself, the Eilat Taira, it weakened him. Taira, is Matesha's shaladim for some reason Tyra weaks the physical nature while it strengthens the spiritual nature of man. It weakens the physical, and he was no longer able to use his strength to jump out of the Arden. Just parenthetically, here's a good word for shavuos. Uvo chulam bebris yachad. We say in Zmiras nasev nishma amro kachad. Yisrael came together as one. they said together, "Ufaschu va'anu Hashem echad. And they answered, Hashem echad, Baruch kayach. Blessed is Hashem who gives the weak, the tired, strength. What is that ending? It rhymes, that, that's good, but what does it have to do with anything? What is the, what's the connection? Klai Yisrael, am'kabalotay, Nasev, Nishma, Hashem echad. Baruch <laughs> HaNaisen <just> L'Ye'ev <like>, Kayach. If you say, Baruch HaNaisen Tair L'Ami Yisra, what's Baruch HaNaisen L'Ye'ev Kayach? What does the Baal mean? So the Minchas HaLazer, the great Munkat Rebbe, says, based on this Gemara and Bava Metziah Pei it's very Gishmat, just like Rish Lakish, when he was mechabal on himself, the Taira became so weakened that he was no longer able to physically jump out of the Yardin, so it was with Klaus when we were Makabal the Taira, as strong as we were before Kabbalah Satayrah, as soon as we said, Nasiv and Nishma, Hashem Echad, we got very weak. We had such hisrashless, we had such a weakness, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to come in and give kayach to the Yaif. Baruch had Naisim kayach. We got re- renewed vigor and strength from HaKadosh Baruch at Tyre because we needed it. But what we see from this Gemara is how Resh Lakish was the head of the Listin, and were it not for Tyra, he would have died the head of the Listin. But Tyra gives a person the ability to overcome all. As great as you are in terms of Averith, you could be the, the worst person in the world, the biggest Avarian, the greatest of Ganavim, but the Torah has the ability to change one's life around. If you think that you have problems with any sort of Avera, you have a sort of a pet Aveira that you can't shake off, and you feel like you're drowning in the sea of, of toma you have to understand that you're not alone. There were greater people before you, people that were much deeper in a world of Toma than you, or in Geneva, or in Ritzicha, or in any of the Lavin in the Torah, any of the Averis in the Torah, there are people that were a thousand, a million times worse than we are. And they were macabre on themselves, the Torah, and it saved them. You know how many people like us there are in the shuk, and maybe we're in the shuk. But you should know that Tyra is a is the one thing that's able to save us if we're makabling ourselves, Tyra, and we're able to be marchev machshavti, expand our learning, be able to sit, make chavrusas, make kabbalas and learning. That alone will enable us to get out of the, the muck and the mire of tummah of Averis, that we find ourselves in. There's a Gemara, M'sachim, and Dath Kuf Yod and Aleph. When Rabbi Akiva was imprisoned by the Romans, Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yechai, listen to this Gemara, it's an amazing Gemara, the famous holy Rashpi. ...that we just celebrated on Magba Eimer... ...Rab Shimbayi Eichai was one of the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva... ...and he visits Rabbi Akiva in jail and he says... ...Rabbi, Lamdeni Tyra, teach me Tyra." ...for whatever reason, Rabbi Akiva did not want to teach Tyra at this point... ...even though he was imprisoned for teaching Tyra, ...and we know the famous Gemara that he died for teaching Tyra. ...but at this point, Rabbi Shimbayi Chai asked him to teach him Taira... ...and Rabbi Akiva refused... Why he refused, it's not so clear. But one thing is clear that he refused, and listen to the statement, the threat that Rabshim Ba Yechai makes to Rabbi Akiva. He says, If you refuse to teach me, Rabbi Akiva, my father is a very prominent. Person in government. I think he was a tax collector. Reb Shimba Yechai's father, Yechai. He says, "If you don't teach me Torah, I'm going to snitch to my father. I'm going to tell my father to give you over to the Malchus. I mean, he was already in prison, but things are going to get a lot worse for you if you don't teach me Torah." Does that sound like the famous Reb Shimba Yechai that we know, the Sadik the Ishalekah? What is this Reb Shimba Yechai, Reb Shimba Yechai, is saying? Such a, a vile threat to Rabbi Akiva. How do you talk to your Rebbe? Imagine if, uh, you know, if a Rebbe has a Talmud today, and he says, you know, a Rebbe doesn't want to teach Tyre today, whatever. And somebody goes over to the Rebbe, if you don't teach me taira today, if you don't give shir today, I swear I'm going to go and I'm going to you know, call my, uh, my father. My father's going to, you know, he's, uh, he has connections to the local police department. They're going to come and arrest you. Who says that to a Rebbe? Is that a normal thing to, to say to a rabbi, to say to the great Rabbi Akiva? And who's saying it? Rabbi Shimba Yechai is saying this. This, is a gemara, this isn't some. It's a gemara m'sachim. How do you understand this Gemara? So Kleisenberger Rebbe says a beautiful pshat. Listen to his pshat. He says, Chas Vishalem, Reb Shimba Yechai, never intended to threaten Rabbi Akiva actually that he would snitch on him l'malchus. But you know what? Meant. He says, if you don't teach me taira, I won't have the protection that I need to be a mensch. Whatever the Torah affords me in terms of making me a better person and saving me from Averis, as we've described up until this point today, I won't have that. And if I won't have that, then I'm liable to do anything. I will even go so low as to be able to be Yule Yulamalchas. That's what I would be were it not for Tyra. Don't think that it's so simple, Rabbi Akiva, to make this decision not to teach Tyra. Because if you don't teach Tyra, I could do anything. All bets are off. If I'm not learning Tyra, I'm susceptible to any Avera. I could stoop so low as to snitch on you, Lamalchas, that's what I would be without Tyra. Without Tyra, we would be so vulgar, we would be so profane, we would be so pedestrian that we could do anything. Anything that you see out in the shuk that people are doing, their behavior, the way that they talk, the way that they act, the way that they allow their eyes to roam and their bodies to do. What you see, messira, you see murder, you see criminal behavior, white-collar crime, blue-collar crime, whatever you want. We could be that. We would be that, were it not for the tyro. Tyra is the one thing that separates us from doing all of that. Don't think that you're so great that no matter what you would be if you were a Ben Tyra or not a Ben Tyra, you'd still be a nice guy, you'd still not hurt anybody, you'd still be a man to You know, Tyra just is like extra credit. You should know that it doesn't matter who you are, you could be the nicest guy in the world. It might be that you're such a nice guy because you're learning Tyra. It might be that you're staying away from a because you're learning Tyra. Your Midas are good... They're better than other people. It's because you're learning Tyra. That's what Tyra affords us. Shavuos is the day that we take ourselves by the lapel and we hop. That it's Tyra that makes me who I am. Tyra is not just a, a notch on my belt. Tyra is who I am. If not for Tyra, my entire persona, my entire who I am, would be different. I would just be a regular person. I'd probably be worse than a regular person, perhaps. Do you know what the great Rebbe Ber used to say on Shavuos? Rebbe Ber on Shavuos. I don't know if he did it every Shavuos or he did it one Shavuos. He would lift his hand and he would say, If not for this day of Shavuos, who knows if this hand would be a hand that shayfech damim, would be a hand that murders. This is Ber talking. Reb Ber was the tzaddik hadar. We know him as being a Gain hadar. He was a tzaddik hadar. Everybody loved Baruch Ber. He was the sweetest, gentlest individual. He would this the talmidim loved him. He loved his talmidim. He would teach them zmiras. He would sing and. And, and he would celebrate with them. He would give them his entire life. Rebarach Ber was the sweetest neshama ever. And this sweet Rebarach Ber used to say, on Shavuos, if not for this day, I would very possibly be a murderer with this hand. The same hand that uses the thumb to say lambdas. That the world was wrapped by the Rebarach Ber's lambdas. That same hand would have been a hand that perhaps had a dagger in it and stab people? Could you imagine such a thing? You would think, well, Baruch probably was a nice person, and if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't uh, learning, okay, well, maybe he'd be, you know, a professor. Maybe he'd be a, you know, a, a mathematician, and he'd be a very nice person. Also, he happens to be a al kamechachim. He, he chose learning as his career, but he was always a Baruch Ber. From here we see that it's not the case. Reb Bar Ber says, I could have been a murderer if not for Shavuot. Reb Yasef says, If not for this day, I don't know what I would be. There would be so many Yasefs in the Shuk roaming around doing whatever they do, I could be one of those people. Reb Shem Bayechai says, If not for this day, I would snitch on my Rebbe to the Malchus. Reish Lakish, if not for Shavuot, would have continued being an armed bandit. Tyra is so transformational that what we assume, what we take for granted, that we are who we are, plus we learn Tyra, is the day that we wake up and we say, no, it's a day that has so transformed me to my core. That anything that I am, albeit not yet where I want to be, but what I am today is a direct result of the fact that I learned Tyra. And if I metabolize myself more Tyra, deeper Tyra, better Tyra, I could really change for the better. Whatever weaknesses that I have, all the struggles and all the challenges that we all have, we could further do melchama against them the more Torah that we learn. And this is what we have to think about on Shavuos. Shavuos is the day, it's the Yantif that we could celebrate who we are because of the Torah that we learn. I wanted to be nice if one drush, perhaps, on this Gemarim Sachem. It always bothered me this Gemara about Rav saying, "Ilavu yaim kama Yisef ikabeshuca." Why does he have to say "kama Yasef ikabeshuca"? How many Yisefs are there in the Shul? I would have said, if I was Rav I'd say, "Ilavu yaim kama amaratsim ikabeshuca." There's a lot of Amiratzim. Baruch Hashem, Shavuos makes me a Talmud Chacham. What does he have to say? "Come Yasef Ikebashugah. How many Yosefs are there in the Shuk? Is that the biggest deal? Is that the problem that his name is Yosef and that there are other Yosefs in the Shuk? Is that, is that the point that we're supposed to take away from the Gemara? And if his name was David, then, then it would be different. Like, what, what does he mean? Kamai hey, Yosef there are so many Amaratzim in the Shuk. Baruch Hashem, I got to learn Tyra. So I just wanted to say one Yosef. Perhaps, but Derech Efsher, it's very Drushi, and you'll forgive me, but I think that there's, there's MS to it. The, the greatest symbol of the shmooz that we're giving today, and I gave you a lot of examples throughout history, from Rav Yasef, to Shemba Yechai, to Rabar Ber. The greatest symbol, perhaps the first and finest example of this that we're talking about today, how Torah transforms a person from the lowest to the highest just merely by learning Torah and by cleansing oneself of the schmutz and by, by preoccupying one's brain with Kedusha so that it doesn't go and be Mahara with things that are usher to be maharan, to do things that are usher to do. The greatest example of this in history is Yasef HaTzadik. Yasef HaTzadik, who every time you say the word Yasef, you have to automatically follow it up by the word HaTzadik. That's the way it just rolls off the tongue, Yasef HaTzadik. Yasef HaTzadik was the epitome of what Tyra transforms a human being, into. We know that Yasef HaTzadik was a person that, when he was young, again, whatever I'm saying today is a very simplistic um, explanation. It's a very balabatish, very passionate explanation. Of course, everything that I'm saying has to be taken with a huge grain of salt because we're talking about Yasef HaTzadik. But, Kazal say that when he was Vunar, when he was a young lad, when he was a teenager, he was misalsal sol He was fixing his hair, and he was admiring his appearance. He was a beautiful young man, very handsome. And Chazal tell us that when he was taken into the house of Paitifar, and he was working for him, yaim. He came one day when the house was empty. Chazal tells us there was a big yantiv. Everybody was out of the house. Except for Eshes Paitifar. And he came that day into the house in order to do that deed. He had a taiva. Again, Yisvat Tadik, its a different taiva than we have. It's—it's it's all rochakayish. It's all on a very high madriga. We can't understand what I'm—what I'm saying is obviously oversimplifying everything. But on a certain level, Chazal tell us that the Pshuta Shalnikra is that he came into the house that day to do the—to do to do that meisav nice of, of of being with Eishas Paitifa. In the end, we know that he was able to overcome that taiva. She grabbed his coat. She wanted him. He wanted to be with her, but he was able to hop. I can't do this. And he fled the room. And he got into tremendous trouble for this. And he was thrown into jail, as we know. And of course, it had a happy ending. But Yasef Hatzadik had a tremendous taiva. He was a human being, with human drives, with a human taiva. And I'm asking you a question now. What did he do? What happened to be able to overcome that taiva that he's called Yeshav at How was he able to find that inner fortitude to run out and not succumb to that Yeshavara? Tell me how he did it. And there are Chazalin that he saw, the he saw Yaakov's image in the window. And there are other Chazalin, other things. I want to suggest something new today. What stopped Yasef? What was the poison pill that Yasef took to run out of that house that day? When Yasef was thrown into the pit by his brothers, it says that that pit... The habar ein by mayim. The pit was empty; it had no water. And Chazal Masech famously asks me: "Mashma If it says that the pit was empty, obviously it had no water. Why do you have to tell me it has no water? It said it's empty. So the Gemara says mayim ein the pit that Yisavat Tzadik was thrown into was empty of water, but it had something else in it. It had Nechashim and akrabim. It had snakes and scorpions in it. That's what the pasuk means. Zaktavil naga'im. You know what this means? What does it mean? Mayim by Say in the say in the akrabim. What does it mean? Mayim aim akrabim the Vilna Gain says that ain't Mayim ala Taira. Chazal tell us in Tainas, Mayim is Taira. When the pit is empty without Taira, nechashim akrabim yeshvay. If there's no Taira, there will be snakes and scorpions. There will be all types of Yetsaharas without Taira. If there's no Mayim, then automatically, we, in that vacuum of no tyra will jump in all the snakes and scorpions. We know that. When we're busy in learning, if you're preparing a Kabura and your mind is day and night, you know, harving and learning and thinking about a Kasha and a Teretz and a this and a that, you're studying for, uh, for maybe a Gemara final or you're, you're something you're khazaring and you're learning and you're, you're deep in learning and it's a geshmaka sugya and a gishmaka zman, generally speaking, you're not all of a sudden filling your head with shtusim. We're not thinking about things that we shouldn't be thinking about. We're not thinking about aser, aser herhurim asurim. We're not. Because our mind is full of Tyra. There's mayim in our minds. The mayim pushes away all the nechashim and akrabim. What happens when we're not busy with learning? What happens when we go home in the summer and we don't have steady chavrusas and we're not doing what we should be in learning and the kedusha is not there? What happens? All of a sudden, like the things that we, during the Zman, would hopefully not do, suddenly anything is possible. I'll do anything. I'll watch anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll think about anything. It's all hefker. That's the mitzvahs. I think I'm right. Whether you'll admit it or not, I'll admit it. It's that's the reality. The reality is that that's what it is. You you were not the same during the zman, and not during the zman. We're not the same when we're when we're deep in learning, than when we're not deep in learning. Now, why is this lesson taught at this point in history? And I believe this was a musr shmuz that Yosef HaTzadik needed as he was going down to Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now you're going to learn the most important lesson of Golos. You're on the cusp of being taken down from your father's arms into Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was Shtufei Zima. Mitzrayim was all the immorality in the world. Great beauty, great culture, great art, great music. Entertainment, everything was Mitzrayim. The Memtesh Aritummah was Mitzrayim. It was the worst place for a Yid to be. The worst. I'm going to teach you a lesson now. Before you go down, there's not going to be Mayim in the bar, there's going to be Nechashim Akrabim in the bar. Yosef Atzadik, you have to understand that if you want to stave off the Nechashim and Akrabim that will exist in Mitzrayim, you have to fill your mind up with Mayim. You have to fill yourself up with Taira. And that's the way you'll stay in your Tzidkus. And Yesuvat Tzaddik learned this lesson well. That doesn't mean to say that it held him off entirely. He had a He he's a human being. But when push came to shove, he was able to overcome that Tzidkus. Why? In this Tzidkus HaTaira the Tyra that he had in his reservoir, in his bar, he filled up his deepest being with Tyra and with Kedusha and that was able to save him. Tyra's Migno Matzla. Tyra has the ability to save a person from succumbing to the worst of averus. Not to say that if we're learning Tyra we're going to be superhuman beings, we're going to automatically be the stipler. But us being us, with our taivus, with our nisyanus, the fact that we're learning Torah is a game changer. It enables us that when we're about to do something that we shouldn't do, we stop. And even if we don't stop, the next morning we're able to get up and start all over again and come to Seder and learn and say next time it's going to be better. Because of this chisat Yasef HaTzadik was in the Shuk. He was out there. He was the head of Egypt. He had every excuse in the world to succumb. Shavuot saved Yasef HaTzadik. It's a Yantiv of Yaisef Shavuot if we ever want to look for a role model how we personally can survive in this gollus that stufe zima that mitzrayim probably looks like b'nei compared to what what our gollus looks like today who would ever imagine when I was a child that someday there would be an invention called a smartphone that you'd be able to walk around in your pocket with the entire world Every shook in the world, every taiva, every saruah, b'chol, zo, in my pocket. Loya ummah, I would not have believed it. Were there taivas then? Of course there were taivas. But to do certain taivas, you had to go and you had to sneak and you had to look and you had to find and you have... Who would ever dream how brilliant, how powerful the Eight became? To create such technology, and we're not even at the tip of the iceberg of the technology. If we think that this is hard, imagine what's going to be in 10 years from now, in 20 years. You think it's going to get better? You think all of a sudden the world is going to have a, you know, an Internet asifah and they're going to stop this, this gas. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but I know that what I'm saying is true. And you do also. Yisef HaTzadik teaches us the power of Taira. Elavu Yaimedek Garam Rav Yasef says, How many Yasefs, my namesake, the great Yasef HaTzadik, would there be in the shuk were it not for Taira? How much Nuchashim and Akrabim would surround us were it not for Taira? Yisef was able to vanquish the Nuchashim and Akrabim with a kayak of Taira. He's shvuis. and I'm Shavuos. I learned from my namesake, from Yesheh Vatzalik, that's where I get my cue from. That I need Taira in order to avoid being a regular person in the Shuk. Shavuot is the day that we step back and we appreciate the Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. But I want to be mice of something else. And this is very important. You have to listen to me very well. It's a day of HaKaros tied to the Rabbeinah to the and HaTayro. But it's also a day that we have to appreciate our Rabbein. And I spoke about this a little bit during Avad this week. And I'm going to repeat myself for those of you who may not have been there. The Rabbeim that we have were very instrumental in making us who we are today. I'm not just talking about the Rabbeim in Bais al Talmud, I'm talking about the Rabbeim that we had in Eretz Yisrael. I'm talking about the Rabbeim that we had in high school. I'm talking about the rabbim that we had in elementary school, the Rebbe, the rabbi that taught us aleph beis, every single rabbi and every single moro and every single influence that we had, every chavrusa, every person that really impacted me, changed me. Whoever taught me changed me. And it's very important to understand the mysterious nefesh of a rebbe. You don't understand it because you're not a rebbe. Hopefully, someday you will be a rebbe in some capacity or another. But to be a rebbe is not a—it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job at all on many levels. It's not an easy job just to do the job. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm very lucky because I have, you know, Baruch Hashem, a great situation going. I have you know wonderful talmidim and they want to learn and they want to they want to do the right thing and they are very kind and very respectful and I couldn't ask for more but there are many rabbeim who really suffer every day and they go into classrooms and the kids are unruly and the kids are chutzbedik, and the kids are you know causing them saras and agmas nefesh and the rebbe goes in every single day and, and does his malacha and, and, and does it to the best of his ability. And then there's a mesiris nefesh that's a financial mesiris nefesh. And that is that rabbeim, I don't think it's a seeker, rabbeim are not the highest paid uh, profession. Nor. When you go on to you know, U.S. News and World Report and you're looking for the most lucrative positions, I've yet to see Rebbe, you know, in the top 30 of the most lucrative positions. It's not. It's lucrative in the sense of sipuk. There's no greater satisfaction that a a human being can have than to give over Torah to Talmidim, Atchivim, see them change, see them uh, imbibe in the Mayim of Torah and avoid in the chashim and Akrabim of the world, of the Shuk. But financially, it's a very difficult... Uh, situation for many Rebbeim. And it's difficult for the Rebbe, it's difficult for the Rebetzin, it's difficult for the children. They have to give up on a lot of things that perhaps their, their friends and their other people in the community has because all for Tyro Do you realize that? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? The Messiris Nefesh of a Rebbe is very, very significant and why did he do that? Why? Why did forget about you? Why did my rabeim do that? Why did my rabeim? Because I don't want you to think that I'm talking about myself. I'm not. But why did my rabeim do all that? Why did they give up so much? And the answer is because of me. They wanted me to become a greater person. It was selfless. They just wanted that I and my friends should be. As good as we could be. And whether we actually gave them the nachas they deserved or not. But that's why they did it. It wasn't easy for them. They suffered on many levels. Their children suffered. Their grandchildren suffered. When I say suffered, I don't mean that, you know, suffering, mamish. But they gave up a lot. Gave up a lot. And... Shavuos is a time that if we appreciate what we're saying today, how Tyra changed me, how Tyra infused me with a certain Kiddusha and a vitality and a Tzimimus and an Ehrlichkeit that I would never have had had it not been for the fact that I'm learning Tyra, then we owe our Abayim a lot. A lot of Hakaris sataif, More than just a, a nice email or a, you know, a little card on Hanukkah. We owe our Abayim tremendous Hakaris HaTayv. Tremendous. We basically are obeying our life. And it's a time to step back on Shavuos and to acknowledge that. To understand what I would be without Tyra, what I would be without those influences. And I'll throw parents in as well. Many times our parents are our greatest role models. Many times our parents are their greatest rabbeim and muras because they show us in real life what it means to be able to live a life of Tyra even if they're working, but they're still being melamed me and being mechanech me every single minute by their very being. <laughs> I saw an amazing Misa yesterday from uh, an amazing Misa. Unbelievable. Um, there was a certain... Balabas, who lived, who was close to the Rav Aaron Kotler. Forgot who it is right now. But anyway, this Balabas, before he went on any trip, he would always call Rav Aaron Kotler to get rishus to go on a business trip. So wherever he was going, whether he's going to the Far East or to Europe on business, he would always call Rav Aaron Kotler and get rishus from him, from the Roshiva, to go and get a bracha from him. So he called rav Aaron Cutler and he said, and rav Aaron said, I want you, when you go to the certain city, there's a certain Rav there, and I want you to give him a certain message from me. Very important that you relay it in a certain way. And by doing so, you're being, a, you're being a Shliach Mitzvah. I'm not going to give you $2. That's your Shliach Mitzvah. You're going to go on my behalf. You're going to be my ambassador to tell this person, this Rav in the city, what I told you, the message that I just gave to you. And then he hung up the phone. And a few minutes later, the secretary gets a call, and it's Aaron. So she says, "I don't know, he's very busy. The, my boss is very busy." so just tell him Cutler's on the phone." Now this person happened to have a client whose name was Cutler also. Uh, he had a business in New Jersey, and so he automatically assumed that it was that Cutler. And he says, uh, he says, uh, "I'm busy. I have to you know I'm, I can't take the call." And she said, and then she goes back and she says, he sounds very nervous. I think you should take the call. So, Rav Aaron, so this person takes the call, and, and it's Revarin Kotler. And he says, what can I do for the Rashid? Is everything okay? He says, yes, I made a mistake. He says, I told you that you should do a, a mission for me, and that way it would be a shliach mitzvah to go to Europe. He says, I made a big mistake, I didn't mean it. He says, the fact that you're going on a business trip for Parnassah, for your family, that itself makes you a shliach mitzvah. If parents are able to go and be methanies their family and come home and pay schar pay tuition, have a nice Shabbos table, have a nice Yantiv table, be able to send kids to yeshiva be able to learn with their kids, be able to mechanech their kids, be able to play ball with their kids. That's also a Rebbe. That's also Chinuch. These are things that we have to think about and we have to appreciate. All of these things that we take for granted, we think, oh, Rebbe Imar here, you know, because... uh, you know, they're just it's just a given that there's a Rebbe and that there's parents and there's this and there's all these things It's they just like, you know, just like there's gonna be bagels for breakfast every morning is a given. There's a, it's a given that there's gonna be a schmooze every Friday and there's gonna be Vadin and there's gonna be a shear in the morning, it's gonna be that's all it's all taken for granted and you know, we leave at the end of the year, here comes the the end of the year again and you know, the summer is mine, it sort of peters out, it withers on the vine, it becomes a final study week, and before you know it, boom, everybody's gone, no goodbye, no thank you, no nothing. You don't understand, you don't understand how you can't take for granted anything, how the akharis that you have to have for your abayim and for your parents is paramount. It's the most basic lesson of musr that we have, hakharis hatayiv. But on Shavuot Akharis has to be that much more pronounced. Because Who knows how we would fare. We would be Yasef with the Nechashim and Akrabim. Only those people that gave us that precious Mayim in life. The Mayim of Tyre, the Mayim of Musar, the Mayim of Kedusha, the Mayim of just being normal, being a good role model, being there when we need it, it's so precious. Shavuos is the day that we have to think about it. So many things, you know, so many people talk about, what do we do on Shavuos? You look up halachas in Mishnabur, there's like no halachas of Shavuos. Like the only halacha is eat cheesecake. That's basically the only halacha that people know on Shavuos. Everything else is, you know, I don't know, it's like a regular day. I gave a she'er on Wednesday night to a 90-year-old... Uh, and he told me in Germany, and he said in German, there was an expression that shvuz is the the yontif, that you can eat what you want, where you want. You know, sukkahs, you're bound to a sukkah, and Pesach, you're bound to a matzah. you can eat chametz and matzah, even in the haps. It's amazing yontif. And to many people, you know, that's the extent of shvuz. It's basically a day of eating and drinking, and, you know, you learn at night a little bit. And, uh, and that's it. That's Shavuos. I'm giving you a new Aved of Shavuos. The Aved of Shavuos is understanding that I have to be makertive to the Taira akdashik, the Rabbeinu the malami Taira, and to all the malamdim that I had in my life. To be makertive on this day of all other days. Ilava hu hagarim What would we be without Taira? Where would we be? What we would, You know, it's very possible that we would be, I don't know, in a gutter somewhere with, uh, you know, addicted to some terrible drug. Torah affects us so deeply, so profoundly. It did so much for us that we don't even understand it. But the Shluchim that enabled us to learn Torah, they are the people that on the Yantiv of Shavuos we have to really think about and appreciate. And thank. Because it's not a given. Mitzvah Hashem, we should be Zeicha, to be the v'tayre ba'ava. We should have a wonderful yontif, full of ruchnias, full of good kabbalas. But most of all, we should understand and appreciate that where we are today in life, it's all because of the Torah. And all the Torah that we have in life is because of those important, influential people that literally changed the course of our destiny. Have a good Shabbos and a good Yontas.